What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my favorite co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. How are you, sir? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a chaotic week. Uh, I had a family injury earlier in the week, getting better now, oh, and then oh. the oldest, my oldest child's birthday was yesterday, so it's been a uh, nonstop chaotic weekend. Didn't know if I was going to be able to watch the movie this week, but we did. And we watched it maybe 30, 45 minutes ago. And boy, do I have some thoughts on that. And I can't wait to get into that one. Because mm-hmm. I, um, future spoilers, did not really like that movie. But we'll get there. How about you, sir? Um, yeah, uh, kind of a calm week, which is kind of weird. Makes me worry about this next week, <laughs> you know. Calm before uh, the storm. Yeah. But uh, I... I really wasn't able to watch much during the week, so I ended up binging everything yesterday and last night. That does not sound like a bad so, thing to me, though. <laughs> hopefully, I keep everything straight. Yeah. So it's it's going to be fun. We'll get there. But everyone, this is NerdWide Podcast, episode 42. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on any podcasting app that you do use. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment and let us know how we can improve. Can't improve if you don't let us know how to. Uh, if you want to do more, if you always if subscribing is not enough, if following is not enough, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. Toss us a couple, toss us a couple bucks that way for a couple different perks if you want to go that way. But Chris, I got to say, we're getting into TV news here, or TV section. I want to let you know, I know last week I said I was going to try and watch Doom Patrol. But it hadn't really sunk its teeth into me yet. Well, I'm going to let you know I'm on Season 2, Episode 2. I watched a lot of episodes this week because I finally hit the point, I think it was Episode 9 or Episode 10 of the first season, that it finally grabbed me and I actually care about these characters now. And it's funny because Mr. Nobody even says it like in Episode 13 or 14. He says, now that we're all over the team building nonsense he said a lot of other colorful words he said let's get into the actual plot of the show the superhero show you came to watch and i love the fourth wall breaking of that uh season two is starting off good i'm curious to see where we go with this because we've got a certain character's um daughter is involved in the show now so i'm curious to see how we go from there i am trying my best to stay away from season three spoilers but it's hard to do when hbo max is plastering it on the the app right when you log in and when it clearly sees i'm in season two so you know let's try to like keep it keep it calm here but i'm really enjoying it and and i'm right there with you you've you've told me once that it feels like a more mature uh legends of tomorrow and i am 100 right there with you and like i care about all these characters now and like their power development and story development with them and i'm glad that we're kind of done with the past of everybody and we're kind of moving forward I think, though, my favorite character out of all of them right now is Larry. He might be my favorite. Yeah. He's just funny. Yeah, he, it's it's a little tough for me to pick a favorite, but, yeah, Larry's Larry's up there. He's, in, he's sure. intriguing because I just want to know. I want him and his little negative spirit or whatever you call it. I want them to communicate, and that's just my biggest thing. Find a way. I know they did sticky notes in season one, kind of. But I need you guys to talk, like have a have a man to man and just talk. But that would that would clear up a lot of things instead of showing memories. But you know, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, have you been watching anything else? I know you did a bunch of binging yesterday. 
Uh, I did. So, I watched some of the procedurals on like CBS and stuff. So I watched NCIS's premiere. It it was it was really good. Uh, a quick comment about one of their new shows, NCIS Hawaii. Ooh. Right. It uh, they they canceled NCIS New Orleans, and they started up NCIS Hawaii. This show is one episode in, and it has not gone over well with the community. Oh, really? People are leaving feedback on different sites for CBS, uh, saying things like, is this what you canceled NCIS New Orleans for? Um, Some people have put up stuff like, you might want to create a slightly larger budget to hire an acting coach for these actors. Uh, the they're commenting on there not being any chemistry. Uh, the show feels flat. I, after watching the pilot, I'll say this: it it ha- very much has the feel of, in terms of atmosphere, which it should, because it's in Hawaii, of like a Hawaii Five-O. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the pacing of any of those successful shows. Oh, that's it's not good for a pilot episode. Kind of, no, it's very slow. Uh, the, there's nothing that really appeals about the characters. There's nothing that sets them apart from one another that much. Um, and I just don't see it lasting. Oh, I think they, I think they really screwed the pooch here. Now they're still doing like Vegas and stuff like that, right? Or are they doing? Or is uh, CSI Vegas is what it is, the new one. Yeah, but it it's actually yeah it's actually coming back. Mm. So because they did a little advertisement on Big Brother is the only way I know about that one. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that Horatio. That'll is probably be good. Yeah, I can see that. That'll probably. So Chris, let's get. But that's the only new stuff I watched. And we didn't even. I know I said it before the show started recording. I haven't. We've even watched our weekly stuff at all because of how busy mm. we've been. Like, I've heard Ted Lasso's episode is absolutely out of the park. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, I'm jonesing to watch another episode of it. And Big Brother ends this week, for the ends this Wednesday. And we are, as of tonight, we'll be three episodes behind. So I'm dodging spoilers again. Just trying, because I, I don't want to know yeah. who leaves. I want to know who, you know, I want to watch it. Now, I, I know that you're still getting caught up on Doom Patrol, but I did watch the... They dropped the first three episodes this week, oh. so I did watch those. Oh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll um, get your take of those. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, outside of that, it was just our normal stuff. Oh, it's so good. I've been seeing a lot of people watching uh, Superman and Lois on HBO, so I've seen it getting a lot of attraction on there. People have been commenting on it on Twitter, so which is great. So maybe yeah. we'll come back season two stronger. That's just me though. Or no breaks. But Chris, let's get right into it. Spoilers tag is up. Not for Superman Lost, but for what if. And this one is what if Thor was an only child? Now, what let me just I want to know what your thoughts on this one. Just right off the bat. Um right off the rip. Uh it was very cool hearing Kat Dennings uh, yep. voice Darcy. Um, but I don't know. I It had a lightheartedness to it that I felt was needed after some of the previous episodes were either 
serious or, you know, had people kind of down because of uh, Chadwick Boseman's last last voiceovers. Right. Um, so it was kind of, it was actually for me kind of like a nice breath of fresh air um, to just have kind of a lighthearted what if. Mm-hmm. It didn't really... You you weren't on the edge of your seat. You were just kind of enjoying it. It's just to me, it was like just a fun ride. It was just something yeah. to to have fun with. I mean, everybody was back for this one. Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman was even here. Kat Dennings, like you said, even Jeff Goldblum had his couple lines in there. Clark Gregg was back. Taika Waititi, Jamie Alexander, cool. Seth Green, Karen Gillan. I mean, everybody was back for this. And I just thought it was fun. Like the whole, I feel like Natalie Portman's character wasn't really, or Jane Foster wasn't really herself. Like she was, I don't know, kind of ditzy a little bit to an extent. But then they did the whole, uh, you know, I'm going to call your mom on you kind of scenario. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. So I I thought it was good. Because these past couple of weeks, I just haven't been really into what if or really enjoying it. But this one, I actually did enjoy it just because it was just funny and just kind of what I expected this what if show to be just something random, absolutely random. Do you like that? They kind of keep it, uh, hidden what the next episode is going to be or yeah, I would almost rather just release the schedule and say, "Here's when these episodes air." What I've heard uh, is this: these next, we only got two episodes left. Is that these next two mm-hmm. weeks will be connected to each other because it's the Avengers that we've been building up. Like, because we've seen in the trailers where they're all teaming up. You've got a uh, um, Chadwick Boseman, Star Lord, teaming up with uh, Captain Carter, and like if you go back and watch the old trailers, you see them teaming up. And so I'm pretty sure what happened at the end of this episode with Vision slash Ultron with all the Infinity Stones, I think that's what starts it off because the Watcher said, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. And then the episode ended. So I don't know if maybe he was just saying that or if that's really a, a what if, what if thing like uh, with the Watcher. So we'll see. I mean, I just that's just how I interpreted it. But all right. So I'm I'm ready for them to kind of connect together, but like I don't I don't like the little the teases at the end like the Thanos one with uh, for the zombies, where he was just that was it or the or the end of this one like it was very lighthearted and then Vision slash Ultron comes down with all the stones I'm like that would be cool to watch and see but so we'll, we'll see I'm gonna hold out my judgment on that one. Yeah. And then, let me click off of that one. Our next show was Titans, Chris. And finally, 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 it has happened. We've got Donna Troy back. We've got Raven back. And this one, we had Tim Drake, um, a more predominant character in this one as well. But Alan Richson, do it. We had Hulk back. Yeah, so he, this was his official last episode. And like he did a whole Instagram takeover of the Titans account. He this was his last episode. He could potentially come back. He said, he said, but the the understanding is he's not coming back, and this was it for him. This was kind of supposed to be his sign off for it. Although I felt like it would have been a little bit better of a sign off if at the end um, 
of course, all these shows were spoiler filled that if his best friend, they would have walked to the light or back on the train together and kind of been done with it. But that's how they kept it open for him coming back because, but my whole thing was like, these other people have bodies they could go back to. He's trying to go back and he's, he's plastered all over the wall somewhere. Yeah. He's a meat puzzle. (laughs) Right. And I enjoyed this episode. I felt like, um, Tim Drake's the actor. We got a lot more from him. We saw a lot more of his uh, range of acting. Um, I really enjoyed that. I, of course, really enjoyed having Donna Troy and Raven back. I mean, we've been waiting all season for them. And now we've got three episodes. No, we've got a couple more episodes left. And they're back. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, th- this was this was a really fun episode. I, I love the scene where she's trying Donna's trying to convince Tim that you know he can do this right he can and she says you jumped over that uh that gap in the bridge and I'm thinking he only made it like halfway (laughs) he was about to fall straight through it (laughs) yeah he was (laughs) so that's not anything to to praise the guy over um I I did like the the afterlife setup though I thought that that was that I was really, really cool. like um, that, like with the black and yeah, white. Was, it was very well mm-hmm. shot. It was, yeah, and you know, you, you see Bruce uh, attempt suicide. Donna saves him. What was up with that? How did uh, how did she know? I don't know. That, that, I'm, I'm sure it'll be played in next week's episode, out. but yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, we don't see a lot of the other team. Mm-mm. Um. This was sort of a, uh, a a side episode, if if you will, and it. I like the fact that they left it open for Hawk to come back, uh, in in a sense, but like you said, he has no body to come back to. Yeah. So I don't. How, how would they do this? Uh, yeah. It is kind of cool though that they, um, if nothing else he can come back and interact with someone else when they are close to help him move on or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I do like the fact that in, in a sense that they didn't bring him back because that's kind of the issue with comic related shows because Mm -hmm. everybody says, well, you know, they always find a way to bring him back. Yeah. Death is not final. Yeah. In this case, two of them managed to come back but one couldn't. Mm. So it, it gives you that there are, there are stakes. Uh, even though the majority of people, they will find a way to bring back. So I, I think with this one, we, what did you think about the, the CGI with Raven this season? I mean, Jamie was watching it with me. I said, they have from season one to season two was better from season two to season three. It was even better to me. Like, it looked more realistic yeah. than, like, the purpley gummy stuff that they've been using. And I, I really liked the training scenes with her. I liked, I thought that the, the, I think her name was Cynthia, maybe. Whatever the old lady, older lady was that was training with her with that little stone structure. I'm pretty sure that was about to be, like, Wonder Woman's mom or something like that. Because she said, my daughter was just like you. And I was like, oh. Then she said dead. Yeah. So, I was like, okay. Well, that's not her then. And I just thought that was that was kind of cool little scenes and I, I'm just ready for them to link back up. And I think next week we're about to get it. Cause Donna Troy's back baby. 
I was so excited to see her on that train. I knew, I think someone hinted at it on Twitter. Because, again, I try to dodge spoilers. But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for her to be back. But then Alan on, because I follow him on Instagram, and he was saying that it's um, this was his last episode. And, you know, he could come back if he if they wrote into it, but this is meant to be his last one as Hawk and um, Hank. And I was like, I love it when, mm-hmm. like, um, Tim Drake just calls them out. And he says, wait, I, I'm remembering things now. Wait, you're Hank Hall and you're Donna Troy. Because he calls her Miss Troy at first. And she was like, well, how do you know that? Well, well, first he calls her ma'am. Right. <laughs> she was not happy about that. Because <laughs> he said 30, and she had that all over her face. <laughs> oh, man. I love this show. I say that every week. But, Chris? But yeah, I... Huh? No, go ahead. No, I was just going to... I was going <clears> to <throat> reiterate that this is a, uh, a really enjoyable show week to week. I mean, they don't have misses really Mm-mm. so I, I this season i mean we're nine episodes in i don't think we've had a miss and like there's none no. that i could think of i mean even when we've covered not covered it on the show we've i don't think we've talked about a miss yet and i'm curious i want to hear before we get into your overall thoughts of the first three episodes because i'm gonna take my headphones out you'll wave at me let me know when to come back um but i want to hear i'm gonna leave i'll leave the spoilers tag up but what do you do? You think that Doom Patrol had the same thing that Titans did from jumping from season two to season three with that HBO Max money, or can you tell anything at all yet? Yeah, I I think so. Uh, it it does look like there's a little bit of a difference um, from a money perspective, from a budget perspective, um, and. Uh, that's that's a good thing because that's a show especially that needs you, effects. You have to, like even for season one, like it was big on effects, especially with Cyborg and I mean season two they were shrunken, now they're bigger now. But I I do want to ask you real quick, right? Um, which Cyborg do you prefer, the Doom Patrol Cyborg or the Justice League Cyborg from uh, DCEU? Yeah. I I think I like this Doom Patrol cyborg better because he's yeah. more relatable, I guess. And I feel like yeah. he's he's not so much robot. And his his character development from season one, like halfway through season one to the end of it, I really enjoyed his his arc that Mister Nobody was doing for him. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we could spoil it because we've talked about but like him beating his dad almost to death. I was like, yeah. I mean, that was brutal. I mean, but in the same scene you had, well, the scene before was the the butts were loose, the butts are loose, and they're eating everybody. <laughs> and then you go straight to that scene where he's beating his dad, and I was like, I mean, this, I mean, it's it's like we said, like a mature Legends of Tomorrow, and yeah, I, it's got that goofiness, right? But it's it's also very serious, and but man, I. I'm really enjoying like it. It got my hooks in. Like I sent you the picture that uh, that beard eater was um, watching TV or something. His mom asked him to go do something, and she said, "I, I can't. I'm watching This Is Us." And he says, "F This Is Us." And I sent you that. I rewinded it and sent that to you. I said, "This is the main reason you made me to watch this show." <laughs> 
But oh man, all right, I enjoyed it. All right, uh, wave to me when you're when you're ready. Just kind of general overview. And once I should be with Doom Patrol, I don't know how many episodes are in season two, but if anything, I should be caught up. If not this week, then next week for sure. Because I think season one had fifteen episodes, and that's all I've been watching <laughs> while while we're working. Yeah. So okay, I'll, and I'll be right back, Chris. It's all you. All right. Now, Doom Patrol Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3. Guys, let me tell you, this is uh, this might be the best start to a season so far. Um, uh, like, like I just said, the, the effects are even better. Um, you can certainly tell that they're doing things in this season that they haven't necessarily done a lot in the in the previous two seasons um i do want to say that it looks like though that some of that money savings might be because timothy dalton is not going to be in as many episodes um spoiler on this but his character his character is officially dead uh but his ghost is still showing up so you're probably going to see um, him in that form, and eventually he'll probably move on. But we're getting more character development of Cliff over these first three episodes with his, his daughter and his grandchild. Um, Jane is is turning a corner in her character development, which is huge. Um, Larry gets kind of teased by the, um, the negative energy. Um simply because he thinks that he's going to be able to live in his old form. Um, but he's not going to be. So they, they simply go to space, and they they split apart briefly in the, in the home of the... Um, oh, I'm forgetting what they call him. I, I, I think it's... Uh, a negative man. I mean, that's what they call Larry, but he has that negative energy in him. Um, I think, yeah, we'll we'll just call him negative man. But what essentially happens is you have a um, a splitting apart. So you do get to see Matt Bomer as we know Matt Bomer to look, uh, and he. He's enjoying this. He's then confronted face to face with the the burned version, the radioactive burned version of himself. And as he touches the face, he starts to get um, he he starts to take on those characteristics again. So it's not a simple um, a simple fact like he thought it was going to be of. He gets to live his life in that old form. Rita is continuing her her growth and trying to control her elasticity. But at one point, she starts to freak out in the house, and she pulls up a potted tree in the dining room and actually <clears throat> steps into the pot and just melts down into it. And they carry her in a bag for probably half an episode or so. So it's 
they're starting to do more with special effects like that. This is going to be an interesting season. Um, I think a lot of it's going to be built around Niles and these characters getting the closure around his death and him probably trying to move on. But definitely watch it, and I'm going to turn this back over so that we can get this episode rolling on to the next uh, next topic. But Doom Patrol Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3, definitely worth a watch. Check them out. Um, it's, it's interesting, even if you've listened to the spoilery aspect of this, to see how it all plays out. So let's get Tyler back here. I'm back. Yay! Sweet. I, I can't wait to get into it. Like, it's it's one of those I've been waiting to, number one, to watch it this weekend as well. And I'm watching, you know, mm-hmm. bits and pieces every chance I get because I really like uh, the character's daughter. I've got the spoilers tag up, the chief's daughter. And let's just, I'm just going to go out and say it. Chief, well, chief is the bad guy of season one. It's not Mr. Nobody. It was Chief. Let's, let's just be honest here. So. Right. Okay, let's get right into our news. Not a whole lot to talk about. We've got three, but our last one is the To Doom uh, Netflix's um, showcase they did on Saturday. There's a lot of movies. There's a lot of TV shows. We're just going to kind of go through them all, and we'll stomp on things that are pertinent to us, but we want to give you all the news as we can. But our first one is Ewan McGregor says the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series has officially finished filming. We're going to IGN.com by Logan Plant. Uh, after winning an Emmy for his role in Netflix's Halston, Variety asked Ewan McGregor for the details of the upcoming Star Wars show. He confirmed that they are done filming, and he said thanks. It will not disappoint. Quote, I think it's going to be good. I had a really good time making it and worked with some really wonderful people, McGregor said. He added that new technology made it a different experience than when he filmed the prequel trilogy. Obi-Wan is set to take place 10 years after the events of the prequel trilogy and follow McGregor's Obi-Wan as he hides on Tatooine after the fall of the Jedi Order. So we should be getting that. Uh, if it's done filming, I'm going to say either middle of the year next year or end of the year next year. So that's my guess. But some dates we do know, Chris. Batwoman Season 3 premieres Wednesday, October 13th, same night as Legends of, Legends of Tomorrow, and it dropped a brand new trailer with Poison Ivy as the villain. And I'm all in. But now here's where the gist and the fun stuff is coming in. I am going to graphic.com, and this is our, all of our to doom announcements. And I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to do my best. Kashidij Takur writes uh, this article. So first off, they showed off Red Notice. Uh, Netflix premiered an exclusive clip for the upcoming action comedy heist film Red Notice, starring Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, film is set to release on November 12th of this year. Sounds like a good uh, film for us to review. Stranger Things was next with a season four trailer uh, called The Creel House. However, there's no official release date for the show. It just said 2022. Next was La Casa de Papel, Money Heist. Uh, actor Alvaro Morte delivered an exclusive sneak peek coming from the final episodes of the hit series Money Heist. Ozark had a new first official look of season four. The Harder They Fall uh, was an exclusive look behind the scenes of the upcoming Western film starring actors like Jonathan Majors and Idris Ilba. Uh, Gene Hughes, I'm assuming I pronounced that correctly. Netflix dropped an exclusive clip from Kanye West documentary. I'm going to be skipping that one. Um, De Volta Eos 15 had a thing. Maldivas uh, Sex Education has been renewed for a season four. Uh, Through My Window has a release date of 2022. Dark Desire, 
stop me anytime any of this sounds familiar you want to talk about Chris because there's there's quite a bit here Bridgerton gets a season two the Sandman that's a lot of people have been talking about because that's from Neil Gaiman Netflix has also revealed an exclusive first look at the long-awaited dark fantasy series The Sandman based on the acclaimed comic book series Cobra Kai had a new trailer which will premiere on December 31st of this year for season four. And I am all in. And then Chris, it's the announcement that I had to send to literally everybody that we talked about this movie with extraction Two and Tyler is alive. We said it, we talked about it. We debated it. He is alive. Don't know how, but you know, that was him standing at the side of the pool, putting money on it. But it is coming back. It is called um, Extraction 2. They didn't give a release date or anything. They just showed that Tyler was alive. So I'm really excited about that one. Bruise is the next one. Director and star Halle Berry offered fans the behind-the-scenes look of her upcoming film, Bruise, about a disgraced MMA fighter who finds her redemption in the cage and the courage to face her demons when her estranged son unexpectedly reenters her life. Might check that one out. Arcane, this is the Netflix and Riot Games debuted the uh, all-new trailer for the new League of Legends animated series. It comes out November 6th of this year. Uh, a show that I am looking very forward to here is Vikings Valhalla. This is the Viking spinoff from History Channel. And this is a, supposed to set 100 years after the original series. All in, baby. I can't wait. The Chestnut Man was next. Uh, adaptation of the internationally best-selling crime novel following the two detectives of the hunt for a serial killer. Uh, for some reason, no one asked for. They're bringing Tiger King 2 back, uh, which released on November 17th this year. Soy Georgina, Young Famous and African. Cowboy Bebop is a big one that a lot of people are talking about. Ahead of its release on November 19th, 2021, we got exclusive first look at the title sequence for the upcoming live-action adaptation of the beloved anime series. Murder Mystery 2, Emily in Paris, The Crown, Umbrella Academy got a little uh, exclusive sneak peek behind the scenes for Season 3. They also answered fan-burning questions about filming, on-set antics, and everything in between. I need to catch up and watch that one. Um, for us, there's a, new, a good one here, too. Army of Thieves. That's the prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It got a new trailer, and it is a two and a half minutes a long trailer for a movie that I didn't know I was going to enjoy so much. Uh, Colin in Black and White. This is a October 29, 2021. It's a drama series following Colin Kaepernick. Big Mouth. Let's see. Got a season five, November 5th, 2021. Revealed teaser art for it. Inside Job. Don't Look Up. Enola Holmes 2. Star Millie Bobby Brown with co-star Louise Partridge confirmed that both will be reprising their roles. So, uh, Tewksbury will be back, in case you were wondering, Chris. I know it was on your mind as much as it was mine. So, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. And here is yeah. a... And then this next one that Tyler has no interest in. Oh, no, no interest whatsoever. And I watched so much on it. I, I may or may not have watched the trailer three or four times. <laughs> no joke. Um, toss a coin to our growing Witcher universe. We can officially announce The Witcher Season 3, along with a second anime feature film and a new kids and family series set in the world of The Witcher. That will be only, uh, Stella can only watch that show, nothing else going on in life. So, they got renewed for a Season 3 ahead of Season 2. So, all in. And then we got the blo the Witcher Blood Origin, wrapping, wrapping up the To Doom event. Netflix dropped an exclusive first ever look behind the scenes of the epic prequel anime film. 
And that's not it. Streaming Giant also announced they would expand the franchise with a second anime feature film, which we talked about. And then they also had a trailer for the upcoming season. And let me tell you, oh, I, I can't wait. This show's going to be so good. Like they, It's just Henry Cavill. That's Everyone's really got the hots for Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's Henry Cavill for me. Uh, and the releases this week, I got nothing for TV. <laughs> nothing at all for TV. <laughs> nothing. No. All right, well, we're on to movies. Um, <clears throat> I think we've already kind of covered this, but Tyler, did you watch anything outside of our... Nothing for me. Featured attraction. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of, the week got away from me. I ended up binging all of this last night anyway. So, um, so on to our movie review. This was a first time watch for me as well as you, I think. And, uh, finally we have a movie for your first time to watch. <laughs> a lot of the streaming stuff we watch, I've seen for the first time. So, um, but. What did you think of Ma? So, I was expecting a little bit more for this movie. I, I really was. Sorry, I'm sitting here going through putting it in my uh, um, letterbox here. And I was expecting, it started off really slow. Really slow. And did not get any better in the second act. Like, there was a little bit of some creepiness going on. So, I was like, oh, okay. And then we got to the third act where things were supposed to pick up for me. And it kind of did the last, what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then it, it still fell flat. Like the payoff for everything, what I didn't, didn't really enjoy. Uh, to me, I gave this one a D. My wife says, oh, no, give, give that an F for me. She said, I'm curious to see what Chris says, but give that an F for me. And this was her movie she picked, you know. Because we've, yeah. we've all, I mean, even on Amazon, where we watched it on, like it had four and a half stars on there. And mm -hmm. coming out of it, I'm just like, I'm sure it was for some people. I mean, but it, it wasn't that good to me. Some of the kids acting wasn't that great. And a lot of the characters I couldn't keep between each other of the kids group. But the, I was trying to figure out the story. I kind of figured out how uh, the Ma character what happened to her, I kind of called that going into it. And then, but she did some crazy sick things to some of those people. Yeah. The, yeah. One of the, one of the characters she, you know, tied to a bed and did some things too. And yeah. we saw some things. I was yeah. like, I, uh, I we went there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she, it was, she, it was a, it was a show, a movie. Yeah. They, that scene in particular, I mean, he's lying there with a, a towel over him. Right. Over him, right. And you're like, all right, they're 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 not going to go there. Yeah. Cause it's... And they went there. Yeah. That you was, know, she went there very picks, fast. Like She picks up the towel some and she grabs it and she's about to, yeah. she pretends like she's going to chop it off. Yep. So I was like, and, oh, uh, I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Right. <laughs> then she killed him anyway. I mean, right. it's probably Slowly. just as It was actually a slower death because right. she just slices his, his vein and his wrist. Um, I liked it better than you. I think what I liked was the... Um, I liked the way that they kind of wove some of the characters together with 
the her daughter mm-hmm. that was obviously she was so protective of because of how her childhood went. Did you school, see that coming at all? Especially. Like that was that she had a daughter. And they kind of called it back from the beginning. Not, not initially, um, because like like I said, I'd never, I didn't even really pay attention to this when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I saw some reviews of it back then, and I was like, I'll, I'll eventually get around to watching it. Um, one of the things that <clears throat> dragged the movie down for me, and this goes back to what you were saying about it being so slow. For about half the movie, if not a little more, it seems like we get a couple scenes at the school, Mm -hmm. a scene or two at one of the kids' homes, usually Maggie's, which um, I thought was one of the better characters. Yeah. And then, um, and then we get a scene or two at Ma's house, and then it just kind of cycles back. Yeah, just rinse and repeat. We're in this loop. Yeah. And it, it was almost like you could have shortened, which it was still, I think, like an hour and... I think it was an hour and 40 minutes. Seven yeah, minutes. Right around there. So, yeah, something like that. They could have shortened it by about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just cutting some of those scenes out and, and not dragging it out. Or putting something different in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which was an entire different problem. Is it, you know... I felt like we didn't meet some of the characters that we should have met. They didn't play up enough about Maggie's mom, mm-hmm. which was, uh, she was played by Jennifer Jason Lee, about her being one of the kids that could have stopped it. Right. What happened to Sue Ellen or Sue Ann? Was it Sue, Sue Ellen or Sue Ann? Sue Ann. Um, I feel like they kind of took notes of past horror films with stuff like Carrie and things like that, but they just didn't fully develop the past trauma to make us care right. about why she's doing what she's doing. Um, I felt like she just kind of snapped was was the gist yeah. of it. Like just right there at the and end. What made, what made me... I wanted more from the daughter too because obviously she's overprotective of her to the point that the daughter may not even be sick. Right. I mean, from everything that we know, we don't know that she's actually sick and needs to be in that wheelchair. She's, she can walk. Right. But we don't know that anything's actually wrong with her. And I wanted a little bit more development from them on the uh, what triggered this. Because obviously, she's got a nice house, mm-hmm. right? She's been married, or so she says. She had a job that she apparently kept for years before she suddenly just fell apart during the film. What caused it? What caused this snap? Was it the kids asking her to buy them liquor? Why would that cause her to snap? Right. Did she know, even it just, was it her reading the van right there at the beginning of it, or because I mean that's what left her to Facebook stalking everybody was her mm-hmm. reading the security van and. I was yeah. like, okay, this is a little creepy, a little stalkerish, but. but but I did like the way that they had her kind of towards the end when she has them all in her basement, you know, and and she's uh, she's kind of 
doling out punishments. <laughs> some some got. a lot better than others. <laughs> yeah, well, like she the 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 one black kid in the group, right? Mm-hmm. She just paints white paint over his right. face. And I think she says something like, "There can only be one of us." Yeah, there can only be one of us like in a group. <laughs> so she paints him white, and then um, oh, what was the girl? Not Haley. Maggie, but the other girl, Haley. She sews her lips shut. That was. It's like some of these like, are just brutal. That's I mean, fantastic. Yeah. I was like, that's for, just for a horror movie. Yeah. For a horror movie, it's it's it was, that was really well done. But then she kind of lets the others skate, right? Like she's got. She took the one dude's shirt off. <laughs> did she ever even do anything to him? She ironed him. She put oh, the that's iron right. she on put his iron on it. So his skin yeah. was too perfect. I was like, "This kid's passed down. He's got the best. He's got the best out of all of them." <laughs> he never felt it. I mean, he did when he came to, but he was the one that she, the first night at the house, and and this was one of those things where it's like y'all kept going back, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first night at the house when she's letting them drink in the basement, he gets smart with her, and she pulls this this revolver out and points it at him. And makes him strip down butt naked. Right. And he's like got his hands over himself holding his junk. And, and she's just looking him up and down. And she starts laughing. And I'm just kidding. I found this when I moved into this house. And that don't even work. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, you're like in your, well, she'd probably be about late 30s. Right. This. And these are teenagers in high school. And she, there was uh yeah there there's really? some there were some things going on in this movie the uh yeah but the the basement scene right at the end was i felt like it was fun and i felt like that they could have played that on a lot earlier and drug it out more because there's more stuff that could have happened and i'm pretty sure not really spoilers here but the one girl she knocks out with the oven with the uh, iron did she ever get rescued from the house? <laughs> because we see everybody else out on the lawn, and I didn't see her. Oh, the preacher's kid. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> they just left her. <laughs> I, <laughs> She's just asleep. That was pr- I, see now, now I now I kind of want to go back and watch it. <laughs> they, just, they just left her in the house. Right. It's like oh. But, you know, it, it would kind of be perfect for that character because she's so forgettable, right. right? I mean, people are so used to her showing up at parties pretending to be asleep so that she can say she was there. Mm-hmm. But she, that way she doesn't have to drink. Yeah. What, what a, what a uh, movie. What's your grade for this one? I actually gave this three and a half stars. Okay. And I know that that's significantly higher than what you, what you <laughs> gave it. Um, but a lot of it had to do with with that the last few minutes and i did feel like the characters were set up well um as far as ma we got some good information in the flashbacks the scene where she goes into this closet or whatever and and she's uh she's given who she thinks is ben Mm -hmm. who she ends up killing later tied to the bed um she thinks it's ben she ends up giving a blowy to and it's actually some other dude right and and Ben and a bunch of the people from the school are in the hallway waiting when she walks out of the room, and, and they all laugh at her. Um, 
flashbacks like that really set the character up well. Uh, I liked Alice and Janney as her boss mm-hmm. at the uh, at the uh, vet clinic. She should have um, fired a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she every time she came around to see if she was doing her job, she was daydreaming. She mm-hmm. was in this daydreaming or on the phone doing something. something. Yeah, Facebook stalking people. Right. Um, and I thought Jennifer Jason Lee's character was really good, although I wish, like I said, I wish they'd explored that more. Right. Um, because it, it would have, focusing more than they did on the past trauma would have given you a reason to understand, even if you didn't support what Sue Ann was doing. Right. You would have at least understood it uh, and been somewhat on her side. But the problem was, except for that one night when that uh, the one guy back talks her, the kids are fully justified in how they react to her. It's not right. like they're being cruel to her the way that their parents were. She was blowing their phones up. Yeah. Like, and it's like, ugh. this is something that you should be keeping secret. Mm-hmm. And there's no way with that many kids going to these parties that no one says. How were there no cops called or anything like that at all? Like, yeah. period. And the one one time there was, she shoots him in the back. <laughs> Several times. Oh, man. what a... I, then, I mean, no. there, there could be and, another one. I don't know if there ever will be, but there honestly could be another one. But that's what... I think with a they, lot of these they, movies, they set them up for that. Just in case. They could riff off of... They could riff off of Halloween and call it Ma 2, the night she came home. Right. <laughs> and it could be... Everyone thought she was dead, and she comes back to town five years later to right. exact her revenge. <laughs> Burns down the high school. Yeah. Um, I I do want to watch it at least the end of it again to see that uh, mm-hmm. that final scene and see if the preacher's daughter does make it out, because she's probably still on <laughs> She's still in there burning. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, not bad. Um, I I would probably watch it again, just not right away. Yeah, a few years down the road. Um, next week we have a Tartan Asia Extreme release, Carved. Um, was this one of yours? Subtitled. Yeah. Okay. This is subtitled "The Slip-Mouthed Woman." Oh. Um. So. I, I don't think I've ever asked you, do you care if a film has subtitles? No, I watch everything with subtitles on. Okay. So, so this will be no problem. Then. I just can focus All more right, on, on to our. I do it with TV shows, yeah. I do it with everything. On to our movie news. Shang-Chi comes to Disney Plus on November the 12th. So mark your calendars. Um, although, although I do believe if you can get out to a theater, if you're comfortable going to a theater, this is one that's worth watching mm-hmm. in, the, in the theaters. Definitely. Um, Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore releases April the 15th, 2022. So that is, um, I don't know. I don't know. I still haven't seen the most recent one. After, so, after boot a, after booting Johnny Depp, yeah, and with J.K. Rowling and all her transphobic uh, 
comments and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I wonder how it'll do. Mm -hmm. All right, and our final bit of movie news um, comes from Entertainment Weekly. There have been other sources for this, but we're using the Entertainment Weekly source. Um, by Tyler Aquilina. Is that... That's how I'll do it. Aquilina. Yeah, that's how I'll go with it. Aquilina. Disney sues to keep full rights to Marvel characters, including Spider-Man, Black Widow, and more. It says Disney's headed to court in an attempt to retain full control over some of Marvel's most iconic characters. The studio filed a slew of lawsuits on Friday against the heirs of several writers and artists who are seeking to reclaim the copyrights to such characters as Spider-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, and Captain Marvel. The suits filed on behalf of Marvel Entertainment, which Disney owns, come in response to copyright terminated termination notices filed earlier this year, seeking to return the rights to Marvel's characters to the authors who created them. Under U.S. copyright law, authors or their heirs may reclaim rights from publishers after a certain number of years. Now, if successful... These notices would allow Marvel to continue using the characters, but require the studio to share ownership and profits with the creator's heirs. Among those seeking termination are the estates of Marvel Comics legends Steve Ditko, co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, Don Heck, co-creator of Iron Man, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, Don Rico, co-creator of Black Widow, and Gene Colon, co-creator of Falcon, Captain Marvel, and Blade, as well as Larry Lieber, co-creator of Iron Man, Thor, and Ant-Man, and the younger brother of Stan Lee. All are being represented by intellectual property lawyer Mark Toberoff, who previously represented the heirs of Marvel comic book artist Jack Kirby and Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster in similar cases. Um, now, the argument comes from the attorney for Disney who had this to say, Marvel assigned Steve Ditko's stories to illustrate had the right to exercise creative control over his contributions and paid him a per page rate for his contributions. Um, as a result, any contributions Steve Ditko made were at Marvel's insistence and expense. So... So... To, to me, the biggest thing of this is is if the creators win, or so if Marvel doesn't win, that means in 2023 we don't get any more MCU. That's it. Um, it depends. So if Mar if if the creators win, Marvel could still make all the movies that they plan to make, but they would have to share a greater profit with the estates of the artists and the writers. So, in other words, instead of Disney keeping all that money, mm. they would have to shave, shave off a few million for over here. Or a percentage of the box office or right. how, whatever agreement. Toys and everything else. Right. Hmm. It's, so, it's a tricky one and one for sure to keep an eye on because I mean that that's a big part of you know of this podcast and of our uh, fandom you know I see both sides of it mm -hmm. 
from a business perspective, these folks were working for the business. Every business you, you work for today has in their in their hiring agreement that if you manufacture, create anything that that business deals in, you know, it's there. If it's done on their time, it's their property. Right. I mean, that's just, that's how it is. These people were specifically hired to do these things for this company. So it's a little difficult to see how they're going to win because you created this. You, you took this assignment knowing you were creating a character for this publisher. That publisher paid you. Mm-hmm. End of trend. You know, from the business perspective, it's end of transaction. We compensated you. We had no idea what this character was. I mean, there have been a ton of comic characters fail right. and not catch on. These happen to hit, and they've made millions of dollars off of it. And while that sucks for the artist and the writer, Disney could probably also come out and say, we also have especially for the really successful ones like Kirby and Stan Lee and so forth we have made clear who created these you know we've never shied away and said these are Marvel creations we've said this character was created by Jack Kirby well that's even in the credit right I mean the same thing for like uh your DC shows like Superman and Lois you know Superman created by uh Joe Schuster yeah I mean they they put on every everything you watch Smallville Superman and Lois but I mean, it's the same thing with Shang-Chi. They, they put, granted, it's towards the end of the credits, but they do put the creators that created them in there. So, uh-huh. as created yeah. by, you know. So, But I, I do see the, the, the issue from the estates is they're looking at it going, you're making all this money. Right. And at the time, who knows how little they were paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of, the, some of these characters going way back, they may have, they may have compensated them, you know, but what in today's money would be less than $20,000. Right. You know, all in. So, uh, but that's what you sign up for mm-hmm. when you create something and you're paid by somebody else to do it. You kind of relinquish that. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they're not going... The creators' estates will not win the lawsuit. But I think this is a chance for Disney to say, we're not acknowledging that these are our monies that you have a right to. But as a thank you for what they did, we will pay this much per film to each creator's estate. Right. And have a flat fee. And if they still say that they're taking them to court, then it makes it it makes the estates look bad. It makes them look yeah. greedy. And Marvel just could say, you know, hey, we tried doing we, uh, we what made we an thought. offer. Right. Yeah. We made an offer we didn't have to make and they chose to pursue legal action, so we're no longer obligated to do anything. Right. So we'll um, see how it pans out. Yeah. Also this week we have one release, Denim. Let there be carnage. So I'm in so excited. October first. Like the closer and closer we and get to it, it? I, more and more I get excited. 
So I did read something interesting, and, and I want to just kind of work this in real quick and, and talk about this. Um, I don't think we brought this up on the show before. But I read an article, and I wish I could remember who it was from, that said basically if you're an MCU fan, you should be hoping that Venom and Morbius and some of these other movies tank. Because apparently Sony is in financial... They're not in trouble. Right. But they're they're struggling. And if these movies don't do well, they may sell the rights back to Marvel. Mm. And then these characters can be brought into the MCU properly. Whereas otherwise, Sony will just keep them because they're, they're helping them... They're making money on them. Afloat. Yeah. See, and that's... And that's hard because, you know, I want to go see it this weekend coming up. And I would love to see MCU do these characters all together. But Spider-Man is also supposedly coming back to Sony after uh, this most, the, uh, the, this December, you know, after this movie. So I'm curious. And there's also people saying that the Venom and Spider-Man movies are linked and that's why, like, Venom got pushed up a little bit more instead of pushed back so they get more eyes to see it. Because some there are some people, I think BD is even trying to say there's a connection, but not really, like, he's suggesting there's a, um, like, not confirming that there's a connection to it, but he's suggesting there is one. He said because if Venom got delayed, then that was a for sure that Spider-Man would be delayed. And he said that multiple times, and this might just me putting, you know, a question mark to a T over here somewhere, but I'm seeing a lot of people say that, and if it's delayed, like, they're going to delay Spider-Man, but I'm like, why would they? Because they're two different properties, so why, why would they delay it? So maybe there's a connection there somewhere, because we know the, the Morbius movie has Vulture in it from Homecoming, so... Could these characters be connected? I don't know. I just, I'm curious, but I'm really excited. I liked the first one. I mean, I didn't like fall in love with it, but I just, I like, because these films, the Venom and this one feels like an early 2000s of Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. And I just, I don't know, a little nostalgic for them. I like them, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of OCD about some of this stuff because <laughs> Marvel has their way of doing it, right? They, right. they have their universe laid out and I understand having to bring, and don't get me wrong. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I understand it's like, well, he's really great in the role. People love him in it. We're just going to fold that in. But I hate that because that's not the way you would normally introduce Deadpool. Correct. And so you're bringing him into the MCU in some kind of haphazard way. I don't want that. Bring him in naturally. You need to introduce Wolverine first, mm -hmm. right? You've got to bring the new mutants yeah, in. Get the, get the mutants going so it makes a little bit more yeah. sense. Then bring Deadpool in. Otherwise, it's just like you're shoehorning this character in, and it's not really MCU. They can call it that if they want, but it's not. So it, they, they could do what they're doing with Jessica Jones and, and or what, what they're rumored to be doing with Jessica Jones or Daredevil. You know, when we reported, they had said 
um, if the characters are brought back into the MCU, it will be with different backstories right. than the Netflix shows. That's fine. But to just bring it in and say, oh, all that that happened on this other company's watch is canon. Right. No, it's not. When it's not aligning to the vision and everything else. So. Right. With the with the fifteen year plan that Kevin Feige's got going on. <laughs> so, gaming wise, I I know we talked. We had a lot of releases last week. I did not get to play um, the one game I was going to, but I did play Dust Draining Director's Cut. Maybe an hour and a half on Friday morning. And in true Hideo Kojima fashion, it is trippy. The story is, it's gripped me. I, I just been rolling on play. I've been so busy all weekend. But it um, it's definitely a Hideo Kojima game. Very narrative driven. It's almost like watching a movie and playing the game. Um, great visuals. I am just, I want to know what's going on. So apparently there is a, yeah. um, which I mean, the, the original game came out last year. So, or two years ago, excuse me, 2019. And... So, like, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers, but I'm also keeping on track of everything. So, it's good. I haven't played hardly any Destiny either. But have you tried Have you played anything else? Anything fun? Anything new? Just my normal stuff. Just yeah. my daily objectives on my other games. Oh, I feel that. I, I really feel that. So, the one new story here, the Nintendo Direct had a surprise drop this week on Thursday. And I'm going to Polygon.com, and we've got the 10 biggest announcements for this one by Ryan Gilliam. First one was Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is a Kirby's post-apocalyptic adventure. It's one of the only new games announced at the Nintendo Direct, and it's taking Kirby into a new genre. Uh, traditionally a 2D hero, Kirby will be able to explore a post-apocalyptic world in 3D. He'll still devour enemies and possess their powers, just in a more 3D space. Um, Kirby's latest adventure will launch on the Nintendo Switch in spring 2022. We got a Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pass. Adds new content, including Nintendo 64 games. There is a... This is the biggest one, I think, that got the internet going ablaze. Was the Mario movie is coming out holiday 22. But that's not what got everybody. It's supposed to be an animated film. So here we go. We got some... Uh, I don't know if you saw any of these as you were going throughout the week. But it's, uh, it's a doozy. So let's start off right off with Mario. Chris Pratt. We'll be playing Mario. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key will play Toad. <laughs> and Seth Rogen will even appear as Donkey Kong. Now, Mario's longtime voice actor, Charles Martinet, will also appear in the movie in various cameo roles. But how much of a slap to the face do you have to be Oh hey, uh, hey Charles! I know we've been—you've been in for decades. You've been the voice of Mario. Well, we're bringing in this Hollywood actor to play him, just just for the Western audience. And I'm like, oh, that's a kick. You know what I mean? That's that's not okay. But but we still want you to be in it. Yeah, just we'll came just just for a couple of roles, just throughout the movie. Um, <laughs> Bayonetta three got a re-reveal trailer. Splatoon three sees the return of the Mamillions. Monster Hunter Rise is getting an expansion. Chocobo GP is Final Fantasy's new kart racer. Castlevania Advanced Collection is out today. Act Razor Renaissance is a remake of the classic, also out today. Animal Crossing New Horizons and Smash Brothers Ultimate are getting their own directs. 
the Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate will be the last character for the game uh, to be released, and that will conclude every single character out there, period. And that's on October 5th. I'll be paying attention to it just because I want to see who it is because there's a lot of rumors. It could be a big Halo. It could be Master Chief. It could be someone from Xbox So or Sora. So we'll see. There's a whole bunch of people it could be. Yeah. And then notable new releases this week. New World, the new MMORPG, comes out on PC September 28th. Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye DLC for PC, PS4, Xbox come out September 28th. And then Hot Wheels Unleashed comes out September 30th for everything. It looks like a fun game. So, but guys, thank you so much. That was this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to share all of your social, your all of your favorite social media platforms. Forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite social media, your favorite podcasting service. If you can follow us on social media, you can follow us at Nerd underscore Wide, me at Ty underscore Haynes, and Chris at MathTN7. As always, this has been this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast, and we cannot wait to see you next week. And we'll see how far I get on Doom Patrol. No promises, but I could be caught up. Have a good week, everybody.